Hello and welcome. Hi. Welcome to Nissan, the month of miracles and redemption. We're actually a few days in and I wanted to come on here live and talk with you about all the good things that the Lord has prepared and that he has cyclically done over time. So if you are new to the Hebrew calendar, God's calendar all throughout scripture, I hope you are blessed by this today and that you start to see that there is more than there often looks to be to the eye. So in fact, in Exodus 12, one through two, it says this month, Nisan, which by the way, I see people spell it differently, N-I-S-S-A-N and then N-I-S-A-N. So if you're doing a little research, uh, I just wanted to give you that little heads up that sometimes they will say Nisan with the two S's or with one. Either way, Exodus 12, one through two says, this is the month Nisan shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. So if you caught last month's teaching, the month of Adar, we knew it was like the, it was like the um, end of the spiritual year. And on God's calendar, there are two different years, right? So there's the one that we start the new year, five, seven, we're actually in five, seven, eight, one. Um, but then there's also this spiritual month. So there's a lot to learn here. I am still very much learning all of this new stuff. It's amazing. And the one thing, the reason why I started digging into this was because for the, when, when I did read the Bible for the first time in my life, a couple years ago, as I would read through some of these verses, I would notice a lot that it would say stuff like in the month of, just like in Exodus 12, one through two, it says this month, Nisan shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. I'm like, what are these months? We don't really talk about these things. And so um, as God just intertwined people in my life, and as I was going through my own healing journey um, from um, just really, truly spiritual warfare, uh, as I was going through my own healing journey, the Lord re kind of introduced and really showed me a deeper level of his calendar. And so we are in the month of Nisan. It is the first month of the spiritual year. And if you are ready for miracles and you are ready to celebrate redemption, I would love for you to drop in the comments below. I'm ready for a miracle. I am ready for a miracle. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about this month and what the Lord has done over time. Uh, if you look at literally, what is this season for us? Is we're going, we're in March, we're going into the in April, and this is the whole season of spring. Literally, when the entire earth, everything that God created is starting fresh, it's starting new, it's a redemption month. So even just in thinking that, whereas we're going to start seeing the trees come back to life, we're going to start seeing the perennials or all of these flowers coming back to life, perhaps maybe where you live, you are starting to see that a little bit. I am in Pennsylvania. So I'm looking outside of my window and I see definitely the trees still look kind of bleak. They still look, the grass isn't quite green and, and vib vibrant yet, but it's going to be. And it is so cyclical of what God's calendar is. And so we call it spring, but in our spiritual, um, in our spiritual month, what um, spring represents, which is Aviv, it's this, that's the season that we're in. It is actually the season of deliverance, the seasons of deliverance, which will be the month Nisan, which 
means month of redemption or month of miracles. And then we're going to go into the next two, which is Ayar and Sivan. Forgive me if I am pronouncing this incorrectly. Just roll with me, okay? <laughs> which Ayar is the month of transition and Sivan is the month of extravagant provision. Don't get me started. Y'all, we are walking into good things. And what the enemy wants us to believe is that we are living in a dark, bleak, sad, scary world. And I'm here to tell you today that no, we are not. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to be focused on. The bad, whether we, uh, whether it's political or it is uh, something in our personal life, something in our health, something in a family member, something in our finances. The enemy wants us focusing on our problems, whereas God wants us focusing on him, his provision, and his plans for us. That is why being transformed by the renewing of your mind is so powerful. That is not a new age thing. That is a biblical truth. Romans, I think, 12, 2, 2, 12, one of those flip-flops. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe that if we start to focus on God's calendar and we start to understand his timing and his cyclical thing, not the Gregorian calendar where we have our own thing, but truly what God talks about in scripture and what he has planned for us, that we will start to see from a heavenly perspective, right? And if we think about the Lord's prayer, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be the name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As a child of God, you are supposed to be seeing from a heavenly perspective, from God's lenses. It is why the eagle takes his um, battle up into the air to get into higher territory uh, because that's where God's perspective is. And if you're living from an earthly perspective and you do, you, if you're like me, you, if, well, I don't watch the news, but if you see the news, you see social media, you see people sharing things, you still, we're still dealing with this coronavirus and there's a whole bunch behind, you know, how you feel about that, right? If the enemy wants us to be fearful, fearful, the opposite of fearful, right? What is that? It's hopeful. And when we start to see God and his plans, we are filled with hope. So let's dive into all that God has for us. And I have a few resources that I will continue to share with you guys. I encourage you as the Lord reveals things to your heart, um, just like the, his word is living and active, he will reveal things in his time for you and the season you're in. So all of that to say that Nisan is the month, it's the beginning of miracles. It is the month that is known as miracles and redemption. It was the month when the Israelites were brought out of Egypt and is a season of stepping out of bondage and towards our promised lands. My friend, this is your season of stepping out of the prison, out of the slavery, out of the darkness, out of the fear, out of the anger, out of the hate, fill in the blank, out of the whatever, the, the what is holding you back and walking toward the promised land. And again, I already shared with you what's coming in the months ahead, the month of extravagant provision. That's what the promised land was all about. God fulfilling the promise. But here's the reality is that in order to come into, you have to come out of something. So I want you to really spend some time with the Lord and ask him, Holy Spirit, show me what is it that you want me to recognize that I need to come out of? Because in order to come into, 
the promised land, you have got to come out of. And so many people are focused on the this way and focused on what has happened and all of the bad and all of the yuck exactly where the enemy wants you looking. He wants you looking to the left. He wants you looking to the right. He wants you not focused on forward and what you are doing. And it is no coincidence that this month is also associated with the foot and the mouth. Our mouths have this power to speak life or death over ourselves. What are you speaking? Are you speaking life and goodness and are you seeing from a heavenly perspective or are you focused on what the enemy wants you to focus on? Fear, anger, hate, bitterness, division, all the things, right? Okay, so this is the month that Israelites were brought out of Egypt and into the, into the season of stepping out of bondage and into the promised land. It's also the month that we celebrate Easter. Jesus literally being the redemption for us. He literally, if you, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose again, that death has been conquered, that is what redemption is all about. We are not we're, we'll never be good enough to earn things from God. He loves us in our mess. He redeemed us in our yuck. He has already paid the price for us to walk in the fullness. The problem is the enemy wants to shame us, wants to definitely hold us back so that we don't even walk. We don't, not only are we not walking in the fullness, we're just not walking. And so I wrote this down. I wasn't trying to get here today, but this is where God's, or this moment, but the Lord's taking me here. The plan for this month is to rise, is to walk, and while we're walking is to praise. Can y'all comment that below? Rise, walk, praise. That is the strategy. That is the strategy for this month to rise up, get up out of the yuck. I think of Job when he sat in the dirt and he just sat there and he he just really complained and, and saw and was sad and, and he lost a lot. He had a lot to complain about. I had a season in my life where I felt just like a Job, but he sat in the dirt and the Lord is saying, rise up daughters, rise up sons. You are not stuck in the dirt. You are not a slave. You are not a slave to fear. You are not a slave to financial problems. You are not a slave to anything that the enemy is trying to push over you and to keep you down and to weigh you down. What is it that you're carrying on your shoulders? God is saying, rise up this month, rise up and walk. But if you're carrying too much, you won't be able to walk. You won't be able to walk into what God has for you. So what do you need to drop at the feet of Jesus and say, this isn't my load to carry. You've already, you already paid the price to carry this, to, to heal this, to fix this. You know, you see that sometimes people say like, fix it, Jesus, like fix it. What do you need to lay at his feet and trust that he's going to fix it in his time? Trust that he's going to heal it in his time. Trust that he is going to provide in his time so that you can rise and you can walk and in the in the trans in the in the in the waiting of the promise right that this is where we all get tripped up we maybe hear the promise we see the promise we have a vision or maybe we don't that's another part of it right but we kind of know we know that god is good hopefully you know that god is good god is good he loves you he has good plans for you to prosper you not to harm you to give you a hope and a future if you believe that then you will praise him for his goodness, even when it doesn't happen in your timing, even when it doesn't look or look to be good, even when it doesn't always make sense. 
but that's part of praising. We praise in the storm. We praise. I think of um, praising in the storm, praising in the pause where we're just like waiting. Like, okay, worship in the waiting. That's what we have to do. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a strategy of, of God's children. Doesn't make sense. Listen, you think when you go to war, you want, you want artillery and you know, you want the, think about it, right? You want power. Power is in praise. There's power. Think about the walls of Jericho coming down. They didn't use their weapon was their mouth. And that is what God is asking you to do. What are you saying? What are you speaking? Are you speaking life into things? Are you declaring good things? Are you decreeing good things over your life? Or are you speaking death? Are you focused on the sli- the, the, the yuck, the being enslaved as an Egyptian with the Egyptians, right? Or are you looking forward to the promised land? So the strategy for this month is to rise up, to walk toward Jesus and to praise him the entire way there. Okay. So we've just come out of a long winter. It is all about, we needing we need reviving. That is what God is doing. Literally. We see it with the grass and the trees and the flowers and life in general, right? We see that, but literally he's doing that spiritually too. There is an earthly realm and there is a spiritual realm. And my heart is as I have opened, as God has opened my eyes to the spiritual realm, I want to help you understand what is that? What is that? And and how can I walk in that on earth as it is in heaven? So when we have the spiritual, the heavenly perspective that we really do live from that place seated in heavenly places here on earth. All right. I'm feeling this. This is good. This is a month. uh, Five is very significant in this month. Five represents grace. In his grace, he revives us by the Holy Spirit so that we can rise and bear fruit just as he did as he was resurrected on the first fruits. So this is a um, uh, something celebrated this month, uh, the, the, the month of first fruits, right? This is something that we celebrate. Okay, so I have so many things. I just, again, I, I want to just give you the main meat of this. And then I want to encourage you to dive in and ask the Lord to reveal to you what you need to know and see. But ultimately, it's this simply rise up, walk forward and praise him the entire way, trusting and believing that he has good plans for you to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. This is the month of redemption. This is the beginning of miracles. And I love that. I highlighted that the beginning of miracles. Sometimes when God does something good for us once, we're like, oh, that was wonderful. But are you going to do it again? If there's a but That means there's some lack of trust in God's character, his nature, his identity. Who is he? And if you're struggling with that, who is God? Who is this God? I read about him in the Bible. I grew up knowing God, Jesus, Holy Spirit my whole life, but I really didn't have a deep understanding of who he was and his character and his nature. And if that is you, I have something coming for you next week. I'm really excited about sharing with you, um, really understanding God's identity, God's character and God's nature. And in turn, understanding your nature as a child of God. Maybe we don't walk in that always as, as because in our earthly flesh, right? But who is it that God created you to be? And then I want to help you walk in that because that is tied to identifying and understanding your purpose and your calling. But when you don't know who you are and you don't know who God is, there's a lot of confusion, right? 
So we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, next week, I think. Um, yeah, so we are crossing into the new. We are putting our best foot forward. Are you putting your best foot forward? Your best foot. Standing at your promised land, at your promised land, not in it. But this is the beginning of miracles. Do you understand that? It's the beginning. God is not done yet. He has so much more in store for us. Setting the course for the future. What is your future? Watching your speech, Matthew 12, 34. You can look that up. Watch your speech. What comes out of your mouth is important. What are you speaking over your life? What are you speaking over your family? What are you speaking over your future? What are you speaking over your health? What are you speaking over your finances? What are you speaking over your, your, your business? What are you speaking? Speak life, praises, and thanks. Proverbs 8, 21. Thank God for where you came from. Oh, that's tough. Some of us have some rough stories. Most everyone has a story. And I think we compare our, our yuck to other people's yuck, our trauma to other people's trauma, our hard to other people's heart. Don't do that. God knows you. He created you on purpose for a purpose. And, and he has helping you go through your stuff. But what can you thank him for you coming out of? Because in order to walk into, you have to come out of. So what can you give him praise to thank him for helping you come out of? It is the month of praise. It is to go forth like Jesus went forth. Praise confounds the enemy. It confuses him. He's like, wow, I don't really know what to do. They're like happy. What are they happy about? When you know God's character and you know your identity in, in Christ, you will be happy. You will be cheerful. You will be joyful. Not just happy from a situation, but joyful because you know that there is good things ahead. The best is yet to come. God takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. What does that mean? What does that really mean? Have you ever sat with that? Um, it is a time of cleansing. Literally, it's a time of spring cleaning. I just got off of a one-on-one -on -one call with one of my clients and she's like, I want to do a declutter challenge. And I just, I want it to declutter your house, declutter your mind, declutter your heart. Yes. Declutter your relationships. Her name is April. I'll be sharing that in this group later if you want to join that. But her, literally, I said, April, like it's totally fitting. It's spring cleaning. Hello, it's spring cleaning. So spiritually, what does the Lord want to cleanse in you from your mouth? What does he want to cleanse? Because what is in the heart comes out. What's he want to cleanse in your mind? It is the new year of kings. We should pray over our politicians. Yes, we should. We should pray over our finances. It's a tax month in, in, US, in the United States, right? So it's when Jesus said to, it was either Paul or Peter, one of the P's, go get the coin out of the fish's mouth. There are fish that you can that God has for you, right? Go get the go get the coin out of the fish's mouth to pay your taxes. It is the month to learn to fish. Matthew 17, 24 to 27. It is the month of the latter rains. Okay, so I'm gonna stop in that book. By the way, I will put the link to this. That this is um this is the appointed times. It is the Hebrew Gregorian calendar journal and study guide. I will share this with you. I've, I've shared this before in here. I'll drop it again in the comments. You can do that. And then I have some other resources. I just want to highlight a couple other things. I think I got to the gist of it. Um, and just so you know, I have been studying this for um, the last like year and a half myself. Um, but honestly, when I first started figuring it, like learning it, I was just like, oh my goodness. <gasps> 
people need to know this, but I didn't even know how to put it into words. So as I continue to learn, and now I'm like, now this is the season where God is saying, open your mouth. I will fill it, share, share on your video, share it. That I'm, I'm praying that the God, God will do the same with you so that you can start sharing this with this amazingness of who God is. It's like, it's like, there's this whole other level of who God is that we just settle for surface. And I was that girl. I did that my whole life settled for surface. And not to say that I didn't have a, a relationship with God or I didn't know who he was, but there is so much more to discover of who he is. And that is my heart for you because that helps you have a better life that helps you walk in the fullness and bloom into who God's created to be. So Nissan is associated with our speech. What we say to ourselves and about others is powerful. It is, um, there's uh, body parts that are associated with it. The liver and the stomach meridian lines. It goes through our foot, which I said our foot is tied to this. And it's no coincidence that some of the emotions associated with these organs are hopelessness, anxiety, low self-esteem, frustration, anger, depression. Do you have any of those? If you want to drop that in the comments below, we can pray over you. If you're battling with depression, anger, frustration, low self-esteem, anxiety, hopelessness. Oh, the enemy loves it. And we're going to fight that battle by praising God for bringing you out of that. Okay. What do you got to come out of? You got to know what you got to come out of first before you can walk into where you're going. The emotion we're focusing on this month is hope. Nisan was a season when the Israelites were brought out of Egypt into a season of stepping out of bondage toward our promised land um, and taking what the Lord has for you. Scripture does tell us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But it also goes on to say that a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. What is it that your heart desires? God knows the desires of your heart. What is it? The desired, desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Any area of my life for which I have no hope is under the influence of a lie. That's a quote that was shared in this book. Um, interesting. Any area of my life which I have no hope is under the influence of a lie. What is the enemy speaking and whispering into your ear? Did God really say? Is he really good? Is the world, the world's getting worse. I believe with all my heart, and this is going to probably confuse some of you and blow some of your minds. I believe with all my heart that the world is actually getting better, that God's kingdom is actually expanding. We talk a lot about the harvest. We talk a lot about um, revival. Well, God's kingdom is, 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 is going to rule and reign, right? And I actually believe that God's, God's kingdom, the, the world is actually getting better. I know it doesn't look like it because that's the enemy's plan. He wants to keep you hopeless. He wants to keep you fearful. He wants to keep you discouraged and depressed and feeling like, what's the point? How do I know? Because that was 2020 for me. For the first time in my life in 2020, I actually felt like, wow. I could never understand um, suicide. Like just, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And I have people who I know, um, whether they have family members or different people in their life who committed suicide. And I just really would sit there and be like, I don't understand how you could feel so hopeless until 2020. And I wasn't suicidal, but for the first time, and it, almost, it makes me tear up even saying it because I don't want to agree with anything that the enemy wants to say. But for the first time in my life, I actually felt like I get it. What's the point? Why are we going to suffer here? Just if I know I can get to heaven by dying, then why wouldn't I just, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't that be a good thing? Because that is not God's plans for us. And once I started to dig into, is God really good? Because this doesn't feel good. This doesn't look good. This doesn't sound good. What's the point? What's the point of going through all this 
what sometimes feels like torture. And then I started studying who God was and his character. And it is everything that we need to know in order to have hope and walk into the fullness of who he's created us to be. And that is my heart for you. As we spend this next year journeying towards our promised land, we're going to need the hope that we cultivate in this month. So what are you planting? What are you watering? I want to encourage you to plant hope water hope what is the water water is the word the word of god god is the word the word was made flesh once you start really hearing some of these things you may have grew up in church and then you actually start understanding what god meant by that whoo it is like on fire you you just get so stinking excited no, I, I am not, I did not go to seminary. I, I have asked the Lord, should I go to seminary? Should I go to, should I get a degree in theology? Like, should I? Um, and I actually spoke at a conference uh, two weeks ago and that was a question asked to me, do you have your um, credentials? Like, are you, do you have your, 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 are you credentialed to like pastor? And I was like, no. And it hit me in that moment, the Lord whispered to me. And that's why you aren't supposed to go do that yet because other people can relate to you. I am, I am just, I hate that word, but I, I'm just another woman just like you who is so hungry for God that I've continued to stumble on more and more things that I, he reveals to me because I get into the secret place with him. And that is my heart's desire for you to get into the secret place with him. And if you don't know how to do that, then consider taking my free flourish workshop. How do you read your Bible and actually understand it? How do you pray and actually hear God's voice? And how do you pray? Like in general, like all those things, right? That's what the florist workshop is about. So this is the meaning is to move or to start. It's the month of miracles. The blessing is redemption and freedom. We should be walking in freedom. If you are feeling like a slave, if you are, whether it's the mask or the rules in your state or whatever, I don't know, that is not your identity in Christ. You are free. You are a child of God. The area of healing is enslavement. And the Lord really spoke to me about a month ago about the yoke of oppression. I didn't even know that I had the yoke of oppression, the spirit of oppression attached to me. And then when the Lord revealed it to me, I, uh, I repented for agreeing with that and feeling that and then get off me, break off, <laughs> break off those change, chains. Um, the action needed this month is to declare yourself free from blank. Comment below. What do you want to declare yourself free from? Is it fear? Is it fear? financial worries what is it what do you want to declare yourself free from fill in the blank below let us know so we can stand in agreement with you and declare that and decree that over your life as well and move or start toward your promised land the warfare is to declare blessings over your negative situations again the enemy wants you focused on the negative but god is like no baby girl don't you don't you know who you are you're a child of god you are a king. He is the king of kings. What does that mean? That means you, if you're a child of God and you declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you are seeking him first, you're a child of God. You are a king because he is the king of kings. You're a royal priesthood. Do you walk around knowing that? Do you, is that your identity or is it something else? something else that somebody else has said about you. Um, the holiday that we celebrate this month is Passover, which is, hello, Passover. Put the blood above the doorpost and say, Passover, we are children of God. Don't, don't harm us, right? When we think about the, um, the plague and, and putting the blood over the doorpost and, and 
God passed over the houses with the blood. Who is the blood? Jesus. So New Testament, Old Testament, it's a love story. It's a love story. And if you understand Old Testament and the Passover, right, you'll understand that Jesus did that for us. He already gave. That's what the blood, when we take communion, that's what the blood represents, right? Jesus doing that. So in the Old Testament, they had to literally kill an animal and put the blood over the doorpost. But then in the New Testament, that is what Jesus did for us. He already paid the price for you to be able to walk in the fullness, for you to be able to declare and stand in your promised land. But the enemy, there's the butt wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's like a roaring lion coming around to steal, kill, and destroy. Not today, Satan. We are going to praise in the pause, worship in the waiting, trust in the trenches. We're going to sing and give God glory for who he is as he is bringing back to life this the world, literally from our grass and flowers, but he's also reviving your spirit, okay? Um, what else do I want to share Oh, I loved this. I'm going to read this. The wilderness is not about enduring a hard time in a bleak season or a bleak, bleak place. It is about stripping away the false systems, the cultured norms, and getting to know God in all of his many facets. It forges in you the ability to take and steward your personal promised land. God has a process of getting us where we need to be, which does not need to take 40 years. However, if we need to go around the mountain again and again, we always have that option. The Lord is patient. He is kind. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is loving. And if it takes you a little bit longer, it's not God, you waiting on God. It is God waiting on you. Over the next few months, we are going to lean into the hard into that. We're going to leaning. We are leaning hard into that process, taking hold of the blessings and avoiding the pitfalls. This is the time to declare yourself free in whatever areas have enslaved you and to move or to start toward your promised land. Nissan is also associated with our speech. Just as God created the world with speech, we create with speech as well, or at least our experience of it. A slave has no voice. You want to get me started on masks? Why I have always known, and the Lord told me it is, it's, it's a, there's a demonic underlying meaning to this. It is to silence you. A slave has no voice. They used to put masks on slaves and thus has no power to shape their world using their free speech. By the way, I have to just mention this because I was going to do another podcast about it. I was like, I don't know if I can. Um, do you know that there was a state, if not a few, uh, and I don't, I've actually seen multiple things going around about it, but Texas was like, no, we're taking away this, the mask mandate. And last month in Adar, if you didn't catch that video, go back and listen to it because it's so good. And if you missed that, there's goodness in that that you can layer on top of it to come into what God is taking you to. But it was the month to remove the mask. And I told you all, wouldn't that be awesome if we literally could remove the mask? I live in Pennsylvania. I think we're going to be like the last state, maybe next to New York, um, to ease up on some of this stuff. And I understand that there is a purpose for masks. I totally get it. But I believe that spiritually it's very, there's a much underlying deeper um, ha ha ha. I feel like it's like the devil giving the Lord the middle finger. Um, if you can just imagine that, it's like, whoa, he does not even, like, he doesn't, he is just playing as dirty as he can because he knows his time is coming up. With all that to say that last month was literally with Esther removing the masks. We talked about that and literally Texas was the first state to declare, and I know there's a few others, to say that that, that mandate is, is lifted. I mean, spiritually, I was rejoicing so much. Okay, 
All that to say, we can only experience freedom when we declare ourselves free. Are, do you have a yoke of oppression? Do you have that spirit, like a, like the spirit of enslavement, something attached? Like, yeah, get that off of you. Declare freedom in Jesus because Jesus already paid the price. This works the other way as well. When we speak out negativity, pessimism, and oppression, the Jewish tradition says that we will have trouble for the rest of the year. To fully engage the power of Nisan, start speaking positively over your circumstances. Look for the gold. Look for the gold. Is your cup half full or half empty? And are you surrounding yourself with people who look for the gold? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who have a cup half full? who are joyful, who are going to praise him in the storm and going to trust him in the trenches and are going to worship in the waiting. That's who I want to surround myself with. All right. Let me give you a few more things um, to wrap this up. Def the activation for this month, right? This is where the world takes manifestation as like, oh, I'm going to do all these things. No, we need to activate God's goodness by us doing what we need to do. God is good regardless of what we do, but to activate it and to actually see it, what can you do? Well, one, you can define your personal Egypt, write it down. I am a coach. I'm going to encourage you, write it down. I have journals after journal after journal. I'm like crazy with journals. I've got like 50 of them over here. Write down your Egypt. What is keeping you enslaved? What is holding you back? And if more than one thing comes to mind, then write all of them down. Are you in bondage to anything? If so, write it down. Taking it from our conscious or our even our subconscious. A lot of these things are lying deep here. This is why I'm a mindset coach because I know the power of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. If they're in here, when we literally take it out of our mind and we put it on paper, it takes it out of our subconscious. It puts it on paper. There's something tangible there. There's power in that. So do it, write it down so you can actually know what is this battle I'm fighting? What is this lie that I'm believing? Um, I encourage you literally with a pencil or a pen, write it down. See yourself hand those things over to God and trade them for the opposite thing. In fact, I encourage you prophetically do it. Have a quiet time with the Lord and say, God, I'm giving this to you. Like I said, in the very beginning of this, what's weighing you down on your shoulders that you, you're, you're walking around like this, you know, or you're walking around like this and not No, when you get rid of that stuff, stick your shoulders back, girlfriend, walk high with your straighten your crown, right? trade that prophetically. Maybe you want to spend some time for the Lord. I love that idea is do it as an act, a spiritual act, right? So that um, spiritually what happens, it, it, it manifests in the natural. So what you do in, in spirit, right? Which is why we're supposed to be spirit led. That's why we're not supposed to follow our heart. We're not supposed to do what feels good. No, we're supposed to be spirit led. And the Holy Spirit is the one, if he's living inside of you, is who's who is to guide you so prophetically i encourage you to do that as an act um for example if your fear is financial lack what does the opposite trade look like god will show you if several items are on your list take an item per day and partner with god for a solution he has the answer to all of your needs we go to everybody else to try to find the the, the formula the problem the the method the solution god has it and that's what i do i create space to help you connect with the lord um at least that's what my coaching does, right? Um, I am not magical. I don't have all the answers, but God does. And we tap into that. So write out some decrees and declarations that help you step into the unknown and begin saying them consistently over yourself. This is where affirmations come into play. This is why it's powerful. You have the power to speak life or death, right? Do you see how the world takes new age and just rips off God's truth? 
Focus on your thoughts, intents, and speech throughout the month. Take an inventory of what needs to be changed in this area and make declarations and decrees that foster the desired thoughts and intents and words. Spend some time worshiping every day. I'm like, worship music is my jam. Um, if you need help with that, we can definitely give you some tips. This always helps put negative stuff into its proper place at the feet of Jesus. Consider choosing music. Um, okay, step into the center of the letter he, which of course, that's a whole other level of, I don't have time to go into, that's personal. Um, what the Lord showed me about that, it's the letter H, um, which was added into Abram's name to become Abraham. Mm, God is so good. It's the fifth letter of the alphabet. I don't have time to talk about it, but these are the things that God will tell you in your own life, in your own season, if you create the space for him to tell you these very personalized, very um, tailor fit things for your heart and your mind. What does it feel like to be in that place? The picture of the man with his arms raised, see yourself in that position throughout this month, partnering with God through heh. H-E-H, the worship. Lo and behold, your deliverance has come. See yourself walking out of the past season and into the new through worship, joy, and gladness. Move into the promised land daily. Imagine the movement with your imagination, your spiritual eyes, as you take daily steps toward the promises. Practice looking forward as you stay in that attitude of worship. God, thank you for this word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for flowing through me, speaking through me. I pray that you have touched every heart um, who needs to hear this message that, God, you are good. Your ways are higher. Your ways are better than we could ever ask or imagine. And sometimes in this dark world, we can get so focused on our problems that we forget your promises. Lord, I declare and decree over every single woman listening to this and watching this, Lord, that your promises are yes and amen. You did not send the rainbow um, to, to just tease us. No, your promises are yes and amen. And you have good plans for us to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and to give us a future. Lord, help us to walk in our identity as children of God, as kings, as a royal priesthood, as daughters of the king. Lord, help us to truly grasp what that means, that you are a God of miracles, that you are a God of redemption, that you want to do miracles, and you want to redeem us and restore us and renew us to who you have created us to be. Lord, we thank you. We love you. And we praise you. You get all of the glory for the miracles that are coming for the miracles that are going to happen, you get all of the glory for redeeming us and restoring us and renewing us and refreshing us. Lord, you are so good. We love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. It's going to be good. I can't wait to see. You. I love you guys.